man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. By, by gum, we've cracked the 40-degree mark. The John Height News Desk is reporting 41 degrees. The Trump Fake News Awards are out. You could make the argument that he might have more pressing matters, but what are you going to do? They're it, out. Is there, I mean, what do we do with that? Do we you release uh, them on it, Twitter? Yeah, why not? Uh, oh, don't tell me I printed the wrong thing. No, I got it. Uh, here are the fake news winners from Trump's list. Number one, the New York Times' Paul Krugman claimed on the day of President Trump's landslide victory. Well, it really wasn't a landslide victory, was it? Not, no, it was not. So not, now now you have the question is, is the fake news story fake news? In any event, in any event, Trump released on Twitter his, his uh, top... How many do we got here? Uh, uh, the New York Times Paul Krugman claimed on the day of president. I'm going to edit these as I read them to try to make them less of, of a fake news. Okay. And I'm not a Paul Krugman fan, so I chuckled at this one. The New York Times Paul Krugman claimed on the day of Trump's victory that the economy would never recover. Uh, it appears to have recovered. Number two, ABC News' Brian Ross chokes and sends markets in a downward spiral with false report. All right. So there's, he's editorializing in here. Oh, of course. Number three, CNN falsely, which is capitalized, reported that candidate Donald Trump and his son Donald J. Trump Jr. had access to hacked documents from WikiLeaks. All right. Number four, Time falsely capitalized again. <laughs> Reported that President Trump removed a bust of Martin Luther King Jr. from the Oval Office. Apparently, he had he has not done that. Okay. All right. Uh, Reavers. Yes. I have a social media assignment for you. All right. I'm on it. Did President Trump return Churchill bust to England? Remember that story? It seems to me I have it in the back of my mind. I would love to be proven wrong. I have it in the back of my mind that Obama, and I don't know why, uh, returned a bust of Churchill to whoever gave it to the U.S. Prove me wrong. Prove, prove, There's a couple of stories. I prove would... my memory wrong. Okay. I'm not recalling this at all, so I can't help. Why you would ever return a bust of Churchill is beyond my imagination. Well, especially you now. You're a... You're, you already were a fan, but even a Been bigger a fan, fan all my life. Right. Anyway, are you working on that, Reeves? Yep, I'm reading right. a story about it right now. All right. Number five, Washington Post falsely. Got to find a new adjective. It's, ca it's capitalized. <laughs> yeah. Reported the president's massive sold-out rally in Pensacola, Florida was empty. Dishonest reporter showed picture of empty arena hours before the crowd started pouring in. Uh, that was true. I remember that. And that, the, the, the reporter, reporter, reporter fessed up. Right. Right. All right. Yep. Here we go. Uh, this is from the Washington Post. Well, that's pretty credible to all the people in Liberal Lakes who would love the show. Let's explain the facts. All right. The question was asked, did President Trump return the bust of Churchill? All right. There are two busts of Churchill 
virtually identical, which for the sake of simplicity, we will call Bust A and Bust B. Gotcha. Bust A was made by the English sculptor. It was given to President Lyndon B. Johnson on October 6, 1965. Right. Bust B was also made by the same person. It was provided in a by then Prime Minister Blair uh, as a loan to President George W. Bush. All right. Because Bust A was being repaired. I see. Uh, bust B was shipped back to the library of the British ambassador's residence. In 2006, Obama admitted that he had decided to remove the bust of Churchill in the Oval Office to make room for one of Martin Luther King Jr. I'll stop right there. Obama wasn't president in 06. I said 2016. I'm sorry. In 2016. If I said 06, I'm sorry. I meant 2016. In 2016, Obama did what? He, uh, Obama admitted that he had decided to remove the bust of Churchill in the Oval Office to make room for one of Martin Luther King Jr. With the presumption being that the one being repaired was going to be returned? That I can't answer according to this story. I sure hope so. He noted he already had a bust of Churchill just outside his office in the private residence. I see it every day, including on weekends, when I'm going into that office to watch uh, when I'm going into that office. That would be bust A he's referring to. All right. Well, let's. I'm going to be comfortable in the knowledge that there's a bust of Churchill in the White House. So Trump appears to, according to the story, Trump appears to have temporarily moved bust A back to the Oval Office. All right. After it got its proper fixing. But eventually Bust B is the one that was repaired. Went back to the ambassador's house. Will arrive back to the White House upon repair. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I'm confused. So now we're going to have two again? Uh, no, no. Here, here. And this story is a year old. Right. But here, I think what we've learned from this is this was not a simple case of Obama banishing some bust of Churchill. I hate Churchill. Get no, the hell out of here. That's no. not what Mark happened. King. That's not what happened. Got it. All right. Number six, CNN falsely. Is it capitalized? <laughs> yes, of yes, course it is. it is. Edited a video to make it appear President Trump defiantly overfed fish during a visit with the Japanese prime minister. <laughs> what? Yep. You know what he did? He kept feeding he the kept fish. He kept feeding the fish. <laughs> the Japan, uh, Japanese prime minister actually led the way with the feeding. So apparently. Okay. Now, Trump, uh, as long as he was on a tweet rant, yep. he he listed some of his accomplishments to contrast with the fake news winners that he named. Okay, so this might be his reply to... So and then you, you know what? Listeners have to make up their own mind as to whether they think this constitutes fake news. Okay. The economy has created nearly 2 million jobs and gained $8 trillion in wealth since the president's inauguration. I, I would have no way to verify that quickly. Uh, I do know that jobs are going begging in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Number two, African-Americans and Hispanics are enjoying the lowest unemployment rate in recorded history. I, I have no way of, I, have, I do not know that. Uh, when I was in Florida, by the way, yeah, I could not believe the help wanted signs <clears throat> I saw. Oh, people looking for... Uh... Uh, granted, uh, you know, not to run a hedge fund, but uh, nevertheless, uh, gainful employment was available. I've never saw so many help wanted signs. Hmm. Well, I suppose though, in that area of the country, they're they're we were put upon by the weather, so they need some repair work. Number three, the president signed historic tax cuts and relief for hardworking Americans not seen since President Reagan. Well, we do know about the tax cuts for me personally and other people. I would imagine the jury is out on that. I don't know how that's going to shake out. Number four. 
President Trump's plan to cut regulations has exceeded a two out of every one in mandate, issuing 22 deregulatory actions for every new regulatory action. Okay, I believe that's I believe that's fact. Number five. The president has unleashed an American energy boom by ending Obama-era regulations, approving the Keystone Pipeline, auctioning off millions of new acres for energy exploration, and opening up ANWR. Uh, that's that's true. Uh, number six, ISIS is in retreat, having been crushed in Iraq and Syria. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm uh, not sure full retreat is the current status of ISIS or ISIS. The president had made it a cornerstone of his election campaign to attack the media, which I'm personally uncomfortable with. Uh, I don't like it either. I don't like the president of the United States calling the press the enemy. I want you to have thicker skin and show them that you got a pair. Well, the press not... isn't the enemy. Right. Uh, the president had made it a cornerstone of his election campaign to attack the media with the label fake news and continued his derision after winning the election. The media has pushed back but has been criticized by many for their bias against the president and Republicans more broadly. The bias is true. It's evident. Uh, uh, CNN, for example, is part of, a, I think, the resistance movement. Uh, they go out of their way to be injurious to the Trump presidency, if not Trump himself. Uh, but in the main, in the main, mm-hmm. as uh, the great late Father Whalen said, uh, don't be ripping the press there, Trumpy. Uh, that's one of the one of the uh, freedoms that distinguishes us from, say, Russia. Right. Then uh, there's a video about the awards, but we don't need to. We don't. Uh, we're not on TV, are we? Right. So we don't need to uh, need to do that. The only dictators you have in the newspaper business are the uh, the editors that might say, "Hey, you got to do it this my way or the highway." Right. I don't pay any attention. To that. Those days are gone. Those days are long gone. Yeah. All right, just a moment, please. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Suchere. You boys have had a lot of fun with me over the years, haven't you? With uh, <laughs> pick your spot. My right. belief, uh, my belief in going to the bank personally, for example, uh, using the mail, buying stamps. Yep. Oh yeah. You've, oh, sure. uh, I've been the object of your derision. I've been the object of your scorn and your mocking. And you, uh, and you, rookie, one of your famous lines uh, when this comes up is, "You love to." Love to pretend that I still go to a dentist with a foot drill. Yeah, old school, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's. Uh-huh. I think it's accurate too. It's accurate mockery. Really? Yeah. Many Wells Fargo customers got a shock after finding their checking accounts drained due to a series of errors by the embattled bank. The glitch yesterday reportedly emptied several customers' accounts after processing their online bill payments twice and doubling transaction fees. According to CBS News, the banking error 
also triggered overdraft fees on many checking accounts as customers around the country were mistakenly informed they had zero balance. Ah, I need my $17. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where'd that come from? That, that was... was- Saturday Night Live, wasn't it? Jeopardy? It was the Louis, Louis, uh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. It was, was it Black Jeopardy? Black Jeopardy. Yeah. You'll never see him again, will you? No. Uh, Might be not. a while. It'll be a while. Probably not. Might be a the while. bank's phone lines were reportedly jammed through the night as angry customers demanded answers for the embarrassing mistake. Wells Fargo later put out a brief statement on Twitter explaining the situation. And it said, some customers may be having an issue with their bill pay transactions. We are working to fix the issue and resolve this tonight. Thanks for your patience. And one of the kids I used to have uh, would side with you two morons Mm -hmm. and love to take out his phone and say, watch this. I just paid a bill in another state. Boom. Done. It's even worse than that. Another guy I know took out his phone took a picture of a check that I wrote to him mm-hmm. and sent it to his bank, and that served to deposit that check. I said, no, that's <laughs> that's voodoo. He said, that, that doesn't work, that Joe. Doesn't that's work. not going to work. That can't work. That Joe? Does, yes, sir. This will come as a shock Well, you're you. the director of social media. I side with you on automatic bill pay. Thank you. I will not enroll in automatic bill Thank pay you. because I want to know when my when that's coming out of my account, yeah, I want to be in control of that. I'll pay bills online, but I will not sign up for well, the I've, automatic. Well, I've never. I won't pay for a bill online. Are you kidding me? Well, I'll do a bill, but it's at but it's it's at my convenience when I want it taken out of my account, no, not when no, it's XL automatically. Energy, boom! Take it out of my no, checking account. I don't want to know. Let's uh, go. Let's see what <laughs> stamp should they get? I still have some Christmas ones left. Yeah. I guess my next. See, that's. I guess my next utility bill. I'll get a nice Christmas. All is calm. All is bright. I have a few of those left. Oh man! I think I'll send them one of those. Oh. Well, you okay? Keep yapping there, fat yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm telling what you. What am I reading you here? What just happened? Something that doesn't that- happen if I march down to the bank and, or if I march to the mailbox and put my bills in the mail. This doesn't happen. Right. Wait till your USPS is long gone. Oh, I'm racing time. Yeah. I don't dispute that. I told you. What am I going you out on the that? same day as? We've, we've kept a list. AM radio. I'm going out on the same day as AM radio. The newspaper. The newspaper. The post office. The post office. And the Kardashians. No. <laughs> No, maybe that's your last day. Uh, voting in person. That's it. Uh, uh, wristwatches. No, how did wristwatches get in there? I've got the list on my wall down there. I'm going out on the same day as a lot of stuff that you mock and <laughs> and belittle. Oh, Joseph, Joseph. But, you know, given, yes, this is a problem that will be corrected. But here's the thing, though, Rook. Wells Fargo did not need this to happen to them because you'll recall, I don't know how long ago it was, they That's had true. the data breach where they were signing up uh, people, right. customers of theirs, for credit cards they didn't want as some part of incentive right. for branch right. managers and whatnot. Right. Right. This is the last thing they needed to have happen. Yeah, that them. was a bad thing. Well, that was you're speaking of a mass scandal in 2016 when it was discovered Wells Fargo employees opened millions of fake accounts to meet sales goals. I was one of those people. So, really? Yes. You never got. You never had to pay anything, did you? No, I disputed it immediately, and yeah. they said, oh, this... Uh, this must have happened by air. No, I okay. Several high-level executives at the banking giant have lost their jobs since the scandal broke. I used to know a guy named Wells, and I think he was of the family. Really? Uh, as in Wells Fargo. Were they from Far- for real, were they from Fargo? 
he, he was from here. But doesn't Wells Fargo date back to the stagecoach days? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, think maybe he, I think he was a Wells as in the Jim Wells part of Wells Fargo. I have no idea. I just, I have that suspicion. So the other part from Wells was either, it was either the town or a family name, Fargo. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. Uh, well, let's... Wells Fargo gave an update today. The issue still, uh, apparently the issue is still unresolved. We are aware of the online bill pay situation, which was caused by an internal processing error. Henry Wells, William Fargo are your two founders, right? Really? That's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, it was. We are current, was, was Wells a Minnesotan? Uh, well, we found her in New York. Nope, he's a Vermont guy. Some of the prodigy could have moved here. Could be. Right. We are currently working to correct it, and there is no action required for impacted customers at this time. Any fees or charges that may have been incurred as a result of this error will be taken care of. We apologize for any inconvenience, said Wells Fargo's Steve Carlson. All right. So you guys go ahead and have all the fun you want with me. But, uh, Rook, this could happen to you. Uh, this could not happen to me. So far it has not. Yeah. I don't know who you bank with. I, I make the assumption that it's not Wells Fargo. HBICU. You use assume when you don't have evidence. You use presume when you think it's based on fact. So I, I just wanted to clear that up. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, Fargo was from, uh, born in Pompey, New York. And uh, Wells was from Vermont, as Chris stated. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Garage Logic will be back shortly. Already? We have posted a video to the Garage Logic website that you have to see. It, it comes the closest in real life as you will ever come to the scene in Caddyshack where Rodney Dangerfield mows down the uh, fisherman. Uh, frequent emailer Terry alerted me to this particular video. It's been all over the, I saw it earlier today, it's been all over the interlinks. Uh, and you can look at It's three fishermen fishing on the Columbia River in Oregon. And a large yacht is bearing down on them at full speed and doesn't see them. And <laughs> it's just incredible. They just bail finally and apparently save their lives. Well, and the only thing you can hear in the video is... Move. Johnson, yeah. ahead. Over there. I want to go over there. Yeah. It's just incredible. <laughs> Here is uh, John Height in the newsroom. Uh, did you read the story behind it, Joe? I didn't get to it. Apparently, did they live? They did. Everybody's okay. But the fellow driving the yacht-type boat was 75 years old. Yep. And he said he was, there's two stories. One, that he was sitting down and couldn't see over the Well, the then dashboard. he's a moron. And uh, the, other, <laughs> the other thing was that uh, perhaps he was using his cell phone at the time. Well, I'll believe so the latter. I, yeah. I hope he writes a big check to these three fishermen. He does, uh, apparently on land, he uses a scooter a lot. He doesn't have great mobility. Yeah. And he oh, said in the boat. get him behind the boat. He said we'll, in the boat, he right. sits a lot. So Well, he's an idiot. Yeah. Sunny and 41 degrees. The Twins have hired Jim Cott as a special assistant to the team. The 79-year-old Cott pitched 25 years in the majors, including 15 with the franchise from 1959 to 1973. Twins say he'll engage in various Twins community and business initiatives in Minnesota and in southwest Florida. Uh, he will be around this weekend. If you're at Twins Fest, uh, you can go up and meet Mr. Cott. I hope this doesn't mean that he won't be on the ride with Roycey once a week anymore. Oh, he'll be on. 
That's a, that's a fun conversation every week. That's uh, that's not to be missed if you're a baseball fan, yeah. that conversation. Uh, Gophers stay on the road tonight. They'll try to make it two in a row with the game against Maryland. And the Timberwolves in action tonight. They'll be in Houston to play the Rockets. News notes from today. The historic Stone Arch Bridge in Minneapolis is deteriorating so quickly It's at risk of being closed down if it's not repaired soon, according to the Minnesota Department of Transportation. We didn't even have time to say, how quickly is it it eroding? (laughs) Sorry, I should have taken a little break. The work will cost taxpayers about $13 million, according to Governor Dayton's bonding bill proposed Uh, Tuesday. Wait a minute. This is a a footbridge, isn't it? Cars don't go across this. Uh, uh, No, I think they go under, don't they? No, the river's under it. Oh, the I river's think it's, yeah, you're this right. This has been reduced to what? Bikes and, and pedestrians? I believe so. Well, I'm not paying. That's not worth Put some two-by-fours under there and prop it up. <laughs> Mid-state bridge planning engineer Amber Blanchard said it could get to a point where we would have to close it because uh, Blanchard says there are two bridge inspections conducted last summer and fall. They exposed unexpected problems on the more than 100-year bridge. She said the two biggest issues are the bridge's stone blocks and mortar, adding that 20% of the blocks need to be replaced and 100% of the mortar needs to be repointed. I said, speaking of the Wells uh, Fargo family, maybe their progeny or prod, prodigy moved here. Mm-hmm. No, it's progeny is, is would be the word. Uh, they would be prodigy if they moved here and could really play the piano exactly. well, ah. according to uh, frequent emailer Wilson. Got it. <laughs> Police in St. Joseph, Minnesota, removed some white nationalist posters put up along main roads in that city. Residents report seeing at least a dozen posters displayed prominently on utility poles, including some that said, unapologetically white. Uh, Misspelling the word, of course, unapologetically. Similar posters have been seen recently in St. Cloud. St. Joseph Police Chief Joel Klein said signs are not allowed on power poles or in the right-of-way, so officers have taken them all down. St. Cloud Times says the posters had a logo in the name of a group called St. Cloud State White Student Union. Oh, great. St. Cloud State University spokesman Adam Hammer says the group is not a registered student organization, nor has there been any attempt by a group to register that name. So then, Joe, would that qualify, you know, rookie John and I as your radio prodigy? Would we, uh, would we fall into that? Right. No. 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 More like his radio problem. Mm -hmm. Got it. It'd still be a P word, wouldn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. President Trump contradicting his own administration this morning when he tweeted that funding for the children's health insurance program should not be included in a short-term plan to fund the government. He tweeted, CHIP should be part of a long-term solution, not a 30-day or short-term extension. It's the opposite of what the administration said yesterday. The Office of Management and Budget saying a statement, the administration supports the bill's multi-year funding extension of CHIP. If H.J. 125 were presented to the president in its current form, his advisors would recommend he sign that bill. Trump's tweet, which confounded his aides inside the West Wing today through negotiations over how to fund the government into chaos as a deadline tomorrow looms. Republicans, including those inside the Trump administration, had planned to use funding for the health care program to woo Democratic votes for the short-term spending bill. An Arizona man is accused of a stunning murder spree in which he killed nine people in three weeks, a rampage that would make him one of the most prolific serial killers in that state's history. 35-year-old Cleophis Cooksey Jr. was arrested December 17th after police responded to a call of shots fired in Phoenix. When officers got there, they found Cooksey's mother and stepfather dead. Police said today they did not link Cooksey to the other homicides until he was in custody. His other alleged victims include the brother of his ex-girlfriend and various men and women of black, white, and Hispanic race and ethnicity. 
Cooksey does have a long criminal history, suspect convicted of manslaughter when he was 18. While in prison, he was found guilty of assaulting prison employees, drug possession, and fighting. He was released from prison in January 2015, received a DUI in November of that year. The suspect took up rapping following his prison release, going by the name King Playbola. He posted videos on YouTube. That's what I'm talking about. Cooksey was arrested again in May. King Ebola was already taken. (laughs) (laughs) Cooksey was arrested again May of 2016 on a technical violation, went back to prison. He was freed June 20th of 2016. Uh, Cooksey is the grandson of civil rights leader Roy L. Cooksey. He had a troubled childhood. He moved out when he was 16 years old. The Maricopa County Attorney's Office will decide what he will be charged with during the investigation. I can't wait till we come back after the weather. I have a test for you, too. Oh, what did we do wrong? No, 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 no. It's just a test. You didn't do anything wrong. Tests are fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is something I should have studied? Nope. Oh. You should know it oh, okay. based on your years of attending the University of Garage. Got it. I think I got it. We're screwed. Brought this one in for you, Rook. Kit Kat fans are about to get their first taste of ruby chocolate. Love me a Kit Kat. Yep, any times. What do you got? Nestle is launching the new flavor, Kit Kat Chocolatory Sublime Ruby, in stores in Japan and South Korea, what? and online in nine other countries, including the U.S. <clears throat> this new uh, Kit Kat will cost $3.60. For a Kit Kat? That's a lot of money for a candy bar. Ruby chocolate was unveiled in September by Swiss chocolatier Barry Calibo and is made using special ruby cocoa beans. Nestle said it offers a new Why taste. Ruby? What's ruby? Red? It's, it's red, yep. The Nestle said it offers a new taste experience, a kind of berry flavor made from the all-natural ruby cocoa bean with a, uh, I don't know. With a characteristic pink hue. When I went with white chocolate, I was a fan, but milk, dark, or white, those are the chocolates. We don't need red chocolate. Sublime Ruby is the work of top Japanese pastry chef Yasumasa Takagi, who had developed dozens of varieties of Kit Kats in the past. Uh, Japan's a natural choice to launch groundbreaking new chocolate because uh, the craze for flavored Kit Kats was introduced there in 2004. Japan now has over 300 flavors of Kit Kat. Isn't that amazing, John? I did not know that. Really a hell of a story. Including (laughs) cherry blossom. (laughs) Kit Kat lovers like me. I read the world's running out of chocolate. Or is going to. Well, yeah, because they're using it all for the Kit Kat chocolate surprise, whatever it's called. Why, aren't we making cocoa beans? Uh, Maybe the beans are threatened. I have Mm. have no idea. Uh, Maybe people are hammering them in the driveway. Right. Those cocoa beans. Those coffee beans. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, the (laughs) Japanese phrase, Kitokato, which is very close to Kit Kat, translates to Shirley Wynn, which also makes them popular in Japan. Hmm. Two miners are facing charges after an Iowa honey farm was vandalized last month, killing a half million bees. The Sioux City, Iowa Police Department said in a news release that the incident happened December 27th at Wild Hill Honey in Sioux City. The release said all of the beehives on the honey farm were destroyed. About 500,000 bees perished in the cold temperatures. The estimated cost of the damage was $60,000, according uh, to police. I have something in here. Let's see. Uh, Oh, just in. (laughs) This, uh, Chris is just showing me this. The state of Minnesota has approved changing the name of Lake Calhoun. So, I'm shocked. To Bidet. I'm shocked. uh, Some emailer today had an email talking about John H. Calhoun, who was a a fan and proponent of uh, stopping slavery. He was from the South, but why not name it after him? I would. Uh, the juveniles, by the way, caused all this damage. 12 and 13, they are facing felony charges in the death of all these bees. 
Uh, all right, John. Thank you. You bet. Uh, Sammy Rupp, Ryan. Why don't you take us to break, I will and do then that. we'll have Sam Ryan. And then you'll have a test. Information, insight, opinion, analysis. 1500 ESPN. Reality with a bite. The Joe Shushere Show. Easy for me to say. Here's Sam Ryan. Hi, thanks, Joe. Well, after a very warm, mild afternoon, we're going to stay mild overnight tonight. Partly cloudy skies only dropping down to a low of 26 degrees, which is still above the average high of 23 this time of the year. And then tomorrow, if you weren't able to enjoy the warm air today, tomorrow's going to be about a degree warmer. We'll see a mixture of clouds and sun and a high of 42. Winds will be out of the south and then changing direction later on in the afternoon out of the west at 5 to 10. Heading into the weekend, Friday, uh, well, we already went through Friday, so I'll jump ahead to Saturday. We'll see uh, some morning sunshine possible, then increasing clouds. High 38 Saturday, Sunday a high of 36. Then we're watching the potential here for a powerful winter storm moving in. It looks like it will start late Sunday night. Kind of a wintry mix possible here in the Twin Cities. Then changing over to snow, we'll have the potential for blowing snow, even the threat of a blizzard throughout the day on Monday. We don't know exactly where that will line up yet, but the Twin Cities certainly has the potential for that, so we'll have to keep a close eye on it. It would be the, sort of the uh, school closing type of snowfall, so we'll keep a close eye on that. And then we turn a little bit cooler by the middle part of next week. And Joe, I have your records. January 18. 48. 48. 1891. 1891. And 36 below. 36 below. 1887. 1991. Are you focused or are you just giggling? Yeah, no, we're focused. Rookie was drawing the sculpture. Uh, Full scale DeLorean. Police discovered the Back to the Future car in the middle of the street. A, a photo posted to Facebook shows the police officer staring the car in a snow removal zone, staring at the car in a snow removal zone. The sculpture looked real. Officers ended up writing him a ticket that read, You made our night. Ha ha ha. LaPree said I did the car to have fun expressing my my creativity on that beautiful day. It's illegal to park on the road during the snow removal, and that's what probably attracted the police. Snow plows merely plowed the car away the next day. What is that an example of? And in fact, we've, we've learned something to complete the definition today. I've learned something okay. that had not possibly occurred to me on previous discussions of this same topic. What did that guy do? What did he what did he create? What what is that an example of? Humor. Well, you're on the right road. Okay. okay. Ah, ah, ah. Creativity? No. We're on the right no. road. The needle. 
Boy, you're close, but there's uh, a damn, word I, I thought want. That's what it was. There's a word I want. <laughs> um, it took them four hours to create the fake DeLorean, and it was so lifelike they thought it was an actual car. Absolutely, there's a picture of a cop staring staring at it, and he <laughs> he finally gets it, and a he prank. writes, "Thank you." A prank. It's a prank. That's a prank. You know what this is a definition of? A prank. A real prank. And it occurs to me no, that what it. must oh, no, I want to see it too. that what must accompany what must accompany a real prank for it to be a, a good prank? Uh you have to have the um the mark, the, the person you're gonna trick. Who does what? Who who chuckles. Yes. Who chortles. Yes. Who, who, who says you got me? Who says, uh oh, and then it changes to you got me. Oh, you that is a prank. It. Think of all of the foolish things we've discussed over the years that have been passed off as pranks that aren't pranks at all. They're examples of stupidity and idiocy. Right. This is a prank. Right. I'm seeing this. Isn't it great? That's pretty good. And, he, and, and the artist, uh, uh, what's oh, his name? I see. Simon. So they thought it was covered. Yes, they thought I it was a car, covered car, and the cops show up to give it a ticket because it's not removed for the night plowing route. That is. And and the, the guy even found a stray windshield wiper to stick on it to give it more of a bit of reality. <laughs> that is. And the cop's standing there scratching his head. Wait a minute. What the hell? That's really good. And so the cop writes a ticket that says, you made our night. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. That's a prank. Well, and that's a good cop. You know, when you shoot your boyfriend... To do a YouTube prank, that's not a prank. That's not a prank. That's 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 stupidity and idiocy. Right. Pranks have to have. Fifteen hundred ESPN. Did I do that? No, no, I did it. Oh, pranks have to have two parts. You have to have the prank, and then you have to have the mark appreciate the prank. Gotcha. Uh, What do you want? The sounder? Yeah. Thank you. Sorry about that. Uh-oh, we got a problem. What? Our first local Super Bowl Super Bowl controversy. Come on, we're not supposed And is... it involves the Catholic Church. Oh no. Uh-huh. 1500 ESPN. We'll stick around for this. Is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 